Good evening, Super Kicking It With Stephen fans. That's your right, Super Kicking With Stephen right here. Ready to uh, give you a truncated version of our show tonight because we are just going to give you all the backlash predictions. Uh, Greg will be in the background updating us on Suns and Mavericks as they're battling down the fourth quarter with the Suns down with a possible uh, tight series heading into game five. So uh, game four going down to the wire, going well, not to the wire, but uh, a little bit of back and forth action there. So uh, Greg, well, and of course, I almost forgot, Greg, we have to say happy freaking Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, all the moms-to-be, all the moms that are foster moms, all the moms that are, you know, moms of real life, are real babies. Greg, there is one set of mom, two sets of moms. I am very sorry I have not said Mother's Day to. That is the fur mamas and the plant mamas. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I'm going to Larry David right now, Craig. I am not saying Mother's Day to those people. So I'm sure there will be backlash, eh? Eh? Nice. backlash nice. Uh, against me on that. But hey, I'm sorry if the baby is not officially you know, a human. I am not giving you a Mother's Day shout out. So... That's my Larry David moment of my day, Greg. But <laughs> if Mr. T was here, he would still be shouting. I, I think Mr. T is still talking about his mama uh, from his Hall of Fame speech many moons ago. So, yeah. Happy Mother's Day to all the awesome moms in whatever capacity you might be a mom. So, uh, but yeah, Greg, how about your sons and Mavericks? It's uh, Mavericks up by eight right now, it looks like. And uh, it might be a tight series after tonight. It's possible. Uh, 401 left from what I'm seeing, and the Mavs are up by 11 points. But no lead is safe when you talk about the Phoenix Suns. They get hot in a second, and uh, that lead can disappear real quick. So it's not over yet. Four minutes is plenty of time to get something done. Uh, and absolutely happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And I will get in and double down on your Larry David moment. Plant mamas and fur mamas, no, you don't count. So you got to find something else to raise that is more dependent on you. Um, you know what I want to do, Greg? Let's just make a day for pant, pet mothers and fathers. Just give them a day. You know, we already give out Arbor Day. We give out late. I mean, Labor Day anymore. Come on now. Does Labor Day mean anything? No. So just give them an unofficial holiday to their own. And I will say happy pet parent day on that day. Just make it August 32nd. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, we'll pass that through the legislature and see if it gets I, approved. Yes, of all the stuff that the, that the nation that we are worried about right now, Greg, is giving more holidays. By the way, can we just talk about how awesome this shirt is? I, Look I just at this say, right this here. This is, I, I never got to talk about it, Greg, but the Squared Circle Expo from about a month ago was nothing short of stupendous. And this shirt I bought so I could get a free selfie with the man himself. I was trying to find him on the shirt, Mr. Rikishi. So I bought this shirt and he goes, hey, Oost, get a free selfie. 
So I got nice. a great selfie with Oost. Uh, I feel really dumb saying that because I, I feel like I'm way too hasty <laughs> in that regard. But anyways, I got a free uh, picture with Rikishi. No stink face included. So I did Very ask good. him, right? I go, who is the one person if you could stink face anyone that you would have? And he said, Taker. Because Taker refused well, supposedly were you to get the stink face. So, <laughs> he was nice. Open. And of course, then, uh, you know, we did mention on the, the Young Rock, we did have the Roman and Rock stuff. So, yeah. And he said he would like to be in the Rock's corner for that match. So, uh, maybe we could see some Rikishi action next WrestleMania. And he can be in the corner of the Rock. Uh, that would be something to watch. So, uh, but anyways, let's just get right into it. This is Backlash, and we went before on air. Let's do picture in picture. We can see the whole freaking Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss. Uh, Mad Cat Moss with some fresh music, a new little Titan Tron, still staying stupid suspenders look great. Once we get rid of that, I'll be fine, but right now he's still rocking that. Who in the world are you going with, Ray? Because I really feel like it's going to be Corbin, and that probably doesn't need to happen. Yeah, um, I'm I'm liking the uh, makeover for Madcap, uh, the new Titan Tron, the new music. It's nice. Um, next next step is to upgrade the gear, and I think it's coming. Just got to be a little bit more patient, and give them a complete makeover. And it may start tonight with a with the big win, and just being free of the Corbin shackles. And we can end this whole rivalry. So I'm going to go the other way and say that Madcap gets the win. And, you know, then we can finally be done with it. And Corbin and Madcap can go their own way. This does feel like it should be a one and done. But I am so scared that it's just going to keep going. So I'm going Corbin, Greg, but I don't, I don't want to, as you can tell me. I'm like Pat McAfee. Me and McAfee. Matt, Pat McAfee needs to come on here so we can just trash Baron Corbin, who I have officially been blocked by, Greg, so therefore I can officially <laughs> trash him. Uh, nice. So he, he has no longer no reason to listen. But I am going to go Corbin. If Madcap gets the win, I do agree. It needs to just stop. <laughs> just move on from both. So, uh, you know, I, I think this would probably be middle-of-the-night type match just because you'll need some sort of cool-down moment. I feel like that would True. But, Greg, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I want Madcap to pick up the win, but I I just feel like WWE is strong on Baron Corbin still. I mean, look how long it had been until somebody had actually kicked out of the, the end of days, you know. I mean, it took Drew McIntyre this year, like, that's a long ass time that no one. Has, I mean, I don't. Even, you know, not. I don't even know if Roman got hit with it, but uh, you know, no one had kicked out of that yet. So, uh, next up, how about this one? I keep going back and forth because uh, you know I think Lashley really got the surprise win. I, I think we, you know, we both didn't perceive Lashley getting the win. And remember, we had no um, uh, MVP there, so. I feel like almost is going to get the win here. I do think this will be like a three a trifecta of matches. Maybe the, the payoff will be on Raw. 
know, sometime, and maybe there's some stipulation there. But I do feel like this will be almost as like comeback win against Lashley. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I agree. Um, they're just starting to get moving with the whole um, MVP switch inside angle and how he's going to back Omos and the rivalry against his uh, previous mentor. So, or not mentor, but protege, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting matchup optic-wise uh, with Lashley and Omos. The match at WrestleMania was was good, uh, not great, but it was good, and more importantly, it was believable. Um, so, I think it's going to carry on a little bit longer. Just to you know, you need to flesh it out for almost to get him some more credibility, and beating a guy like Lastly is going to help him do that. And after you know, almost picks up the win, which would be my prediction. Then you can set up a big uh, kind of trilogy match in the cage or some type of specialty match, and just really go for you know that star-making type of performance. So uh, I'll go ahead and put almost in the winning column for this one as a catapult to a big, big uh, payoff at the end. And if we could maybe give almost some sort of submission, then that kind of evens the odds against Lashley because he has, you know, the hurt lock. But uh, right. also on Monday night, we saw a little tease. I don't think it's going to happen, but Cedric Alexander trying to get back in the good graces of MVP. I think we both agree, Greg, that probably should happen, but it's probably not going to happen. I mean, unfortunately, I think Cedric Alexander is on the outs. Do you foresee anything with maybe Cedric Alexander maybe getting back? With last year, or are you kind of a mind mindset where I just feel like the writing is there that Cedric's on the outs, uh, maybe AEW bound, Impact bound, I don't know, maybe independent run for a little bit. So it just feels like, you know, the, the time has come for Cedric to either kind of get going again or to, you know, have that unfortunate pink slip, which I, I kind of wonder if it's going to be, you know, sooner rather than later with some of these guys. Uh, what do you think about Cedric Alexander with? MVP possibly a realigned, Greg? Um, it's definitely a possibility. Um, you could reinvent the Hurt business, uh, but almost at, as the star and kind of rotate everything around him and the uh, Alexander and, you know, bring back Shelton in to, you know, add to the heel uh, ambiance to it. And that looks or uh, makes almost look meaner uh, by proxy. So uh, I would be all for you know reinventing the her business with almost at the head. You know, do the same thing. Um, you know, the suits dress almost up. You know, give them a different type of image. Because um, you know, right now he just looks kind of out of place. But you know, when you're his size and with his appearance, you know, you're going to look out of place, but, um, you know, put him in a sharp tailored suit, uh, doing the whole hurt business type of, um, you know, swagger to him, you know, you got something. So, uh, I would be all for, you know, reinventing the, the hurt business and doing that. Aside from that, if, 
that's not the way they're going to go. I think we're going to see Cedric on a uh, release list sometime soon. Yeah. And his wife is already kind of on, you know, she's been away from AEW, so I think both of them maybe just do an independent run, you know, maybe reinvent themselves. You know, a la uh, Matt Cardona and his wife. I mean, look how well they've done. Absolutely. I think Cedric has something to him that he could, you know, kind of get a good run here and there. So, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested, you know, like you said, get a, definitely have to get a tailor-made for almost. I don't think he just go to men's warehouse and uh, say, hey, I need, a, I need a suit to fit me. I don't know about big and tall. Like, he's got he's yeah. gotta, you got to have some specialty stuff made for him. So, uh, oh, let's not do – there we go. All right, I kind of messed that one up. But this is one, Greg. Do we think this feels the show again? For the evening, because I think this has the best potential, you know, for match quality. And I think their last match was such a high tier. And this is another one that, you know, could maybe go Hell in a Cell next month. Uh, I'd be okay if we don't necessarily do a title match at Hell in a Cell. You know, Howard have a title defended in there. I think we need some sort of bad blood feud. This is my pick for one of those. I do think Seth Rollins picked up the win this time, probably by crook, our hook some sort of way, so, um, you know, you could almost got the, get the opposite, too. Maybe Seth picks up a quick win, and that kind of, you know, leaves Hell in a Cell to really pay it off. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route as well, but I see this is all set uh, to win tonight. How about yourself, Greg? Um, I don't buy the the bad blood angle, because just watching it, it has not seemed as contentious as other rivalries have. Um, and part of it, I blame Seth for really not bringing it on, you know, bringing the heat, you know, standing in the ring with Cody and dancing around and doing this little Joker laugh. You know, that's not going to make us, you know, beg to see more. Um, the match at WrestleMania was awesome. So we'll give them that. It was you know, at least top two as far as match of the night, if not number one. Um, so they got that going for them. But I think they've been coasting on the fact that we want to see the rematch. And there's not really much heat going between them. Uh, aside from last night's or night, last week's uh, Monday Night Raw, where they finally got physical with each other. Uh, it's just been very pedestrian. And you know, you want to build up the bad blood. This is not how you do it. It's been very tame and just them standing in in the ring doing and trying to you know out pun each other kind of thing. So uh, I'm not in on the on the bad blood because they haven't really aimed at that target for me. Uh, it doesn't feel like a, a hated rivalry. These guys can't stand each other. They want to beat each other's brains out. That's not how it looks. So, you know, it's almost a mutual admiration society. And, you know, that's not making me, you know, riveted to see it. I'm more interested in a, a different match on this card than I am to this. But I agree with you that this is probably going to uh, be the best match of the night again. So as far as my prediction, though, um, just because I think it's going to be, this can't be where it ends that uh, Seth does find his way 
to cheat his way to a win. And maybe that is the launch point for, um, you know, the, the animosity and wanting to, you know, go at each other on site and, you know, build up to a Hell in a Cell type match. Oh, you're going with Seth. Yes, going with Seth. Yeah, um, this match could be great. Um, I believe that uh, this is where we're going to see a new member come to uh, Edge's assistance with Damian Priest Bart from ringside. And as AJ is about to, you know, pick up the win, you know, this mystery figure, you know, comes out of the shadows and um swings the tide in Edge's favor. So I uh, think this is the night we get the third member of whatever Edge is calling his his horde now and Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah, that's what they were calling. Uh, do you have a name for that figure or do you want to leave it the people to decide for Yeah, it's not the best faction name I've ever heard, but yeah. uh it is what it is, but uh, I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley, and like we've been speculating for weeks now, and she's going to be the one that swings the tide for for Edge, because uh, we're going to get a great one-on-one match for, I figure, a good 20 minutes back and forth, and then you know she's going to pop up out of somewhere and uh, cause AJ to lose the match. So, uh, you know what's interesting? I've seen the name Finn. Mentioned. We like the idea of Finn being there. I still think you could have Rhea. You know, I don't mind a three, you know, four or five person action for Edge. The more people he can, you know, help mentor, the better, obviously. Uh, what about the idea of Finn joining up with Edge and kind of getting that, you know, demon persona back? Uh, I don't love it. I would be open to it. Um, you know me and my love for Finn, and wanting to see him get back on top. And you know, I would love to see heel heel Finn. I don't think we've really seen heel Finn. The closest thing we've seen to heel Finn is NXT, and even then, he was kind of a tweener. So, um, kind like the of the, return, the more right. Is more anti-hero than yeah. than being a heel. So um, I don't think we've really ever seen heel Finn before. So just from that aspect, it would be fun. I would like to see it. Um, him and Edge and Priest, yeah, I, if they do it right, it could be great. So I'll give it that. But, um, you know, it's kind of like the the Lakers and bringing in all the all-stars off all the other teams is only one basketball and, you know, not everybody's going to be happy. So with Finn and Edge in the same faction, eh, I don't know. Um, So Rhea would make more sense to me just because you still have essentially newbies with Priest and Rhea and 
as the undisputed leader. With Finn in there, you sense the inevitable inevitable power struggle. So, as um, I don't love it, but as as far as you know, helping Finn get over and presenting a new side, I would be all for it. So, Especially still push for real. Yeah, and if you kept it as a hooded figure tonight, and then maybe Edge, they, you know, unveils un- for tomorrow or him. I've also thought about Champa. I think Champa could use, you know, I I say that as a as a young guy. He's in his late thirties, Greg, but you know, new to the Raw roster, a nice push for him would be being aligned with Edge. I think, uh, you know, so I kind of wonder if they might pull Champa out from there and. Have him be part of that. I'm going to go Edge. Did you say you're going Edge as well, Greg? Yes. Yeah. And then are we saying Hell in a Cell match for them next month? And they, I, I would think AJ has to get the win there. And ultimately, that would show that AJ was the, the winner in the war, war for a bit. But um, I'm going to go Edge tonight as well. I think, like you said, I, I like somebody, you know, if it's a hooded person, maybe you still don't know who you're going to unveil until tomorrow night. So you could kind of play that up, but I do think it's almost the same thing as WrestleMania, where we slight distraction, you know, AJ loses and you know we're off to the races on who who's the newest member tomorrow night. So I'm gonna go Edge as well. And then I think my vote or my you know my my call is I think I want to put Champa in there. I think you know Champa could be psychotic. Give him that heel side. He already kind of went after Ali. So you kind of have that feud off to the side. And you could have Edge kind of be in the corner of Champa in that feud. So I kind of like that idea as well, if we go that route. That does make more sense just because the whole Ali and um, Champa uh, aspect has had no explanation at all. Mm -hmm. And doing this and putting him in Edge's faction. You know, you can explain everything uh, crystal clear in one promo, and okay, now it makes sense. Um, you know, he was our agent on the outside, and he took took out Ch- or Ali because X Y Z. Otherwise, I'll, I have no idea what the idea with Champa and Ali is. Um, it's not really putting them either one of them in a good light. So. Uh, I would love to see him in there just because even though he's a veteran, he's a, you know, black and gold original, but um, he's still a newbie to, you know, the main roster. So he would make more sense in the uh, judgment day than uh, Finn would. Yeah. And especially, like we said, giving Champa that, you know, kind of seal of approval with Edge, I think gives you something to, Kind of give him hope that he could do something on the main roster. You know, True. Whatever run he does. So. And oh, here we go, Greg. I, I don't know what to make of this match. Uh, we thought Ronda would have picked up the win last month, and she didn't. You know, and I think maybe with this being the I quit, they want Ronda to be the person to make Charlotte say I quit. You know, like we like we assume neither woman has said I quit. So on, on a 60-40, <laughs> I 
us, you know, vote, Greg, I'm going to say Ronda wins, but it's, like I said, I'm 60-40, which is not, <laughs> not the highest of confidence, obviously, but I don't, and I don't think the match is going to be that good. I quit matches are tough because whenever they're on the ground that first time, they start asking them right away. You know, I kind of hate that. I think you need to give it a little bit, but, you know, it's kind of like the last man standing where the first fall, they start counting <laughs> and you're just like, you, you just fell down like you didn't. You haven't even gone to them yet. So, <laughs> right. uh, now, you know, this could be another one that could be in the cell. Because, it you know, maybe if Charlotte keeps winning, it wouldn't surprise me if they try for the, you know, the cell match with Ronda. I mean, Ronda obviously knows how to work in a cage. So that would make sense. So, uh, there's, you know, like we said, there's a few matches that could end up in the cell next month for your. Uh, but I'm going to go Ronda. Not very confident, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Charlotte keeps winning. Uh, what's your call, Greg? This is the match I'm looking forward to the most, and it's just because, and I don't know what the cross section of is of the uh, pro wrestling fans and MMA fans, but I'm going to go back to that uh, because I am a MMA homer, going all the way back to the first season of the ultimate fighter when the usc was purchased by the fertita brothers and relaunched uh you know with rules and regulations restrictions and not you know human cockfighting anymore as the senators used to call it um and it catapulted the ufc into the stratosphere um and on that i saw ronda rousey from her beginning in a company called strike force and the UFC eventually purchased Strikeforce. And this was after uh, Dana White came out publicly. The, the man who is, uh, Dana White is to the UFC what Vince McMahon is to WWE would be the easiest way to explain it. He's the leader. He is the head. Anybody has an issue with UFC, you know, you have to go to Dana White. And so um, Dana at one point said women will never fight in the UFC. But he pretty much bought the UFC or bought Strikeforce to get Ronda Rousey because she had become a phenomenon in Strikeforce because she was coming through and all of her matches or all of her fights were ending in one round and usually under one minute. She was a supreme juggernaut. And Dana White brought her in gave her their inaugural title and then had her as the main event, the first ever female main event on a UFC pay-per-view card. And of course she won and it took three years, a little over three years for the field to catch Ronda as far as her dominating everybody they threw at, it, threw at her. And until, you know, she ran into Holly Holm they had kicked around, heard around the world, her first loss, and then the Amanda Nunes fight, her second loss, and then that was it for her UFC career. But for 12 fights in a row, she was the greatest female fighter on the planet. And we'd only seen her be indestructible until her last two fights. So all that being said, we've never seen her submitted. You know, we've seen her, you know, take a knockout loss. But we never seen her submit in martial arts, 
and we've never seen her submit in her short run in WWE so far. She's taking losses, but she is not taking any submissions. Now, add that to the fact that we haven't seen that out of Charlotte either. I haven't seen Charlotte ever tap out. So just out of that aspect alone is where the intrigue comes in. So we were all saying they should have a submission match. This is pretty much as close as they can get. And it pretty much is a submission match. You know, you have to say I quit. So um, I'm loving it from that aspect that these are the two women who are most likely to never say I quit in any situation. So that's that's the compelling part for me. That's why I will stop everything I'm doing and just link into this fight. Um, and it's that's what it's going to feel like is a fight. Uh, from the you know the pull apart that they had on uh, the last Raw, or was it? I believe it was Raw SmackDown. Yeah, the Go Home Show. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna be more of that. You're gonna have you know your wrestling segment, but the more brawling that it is, which I think that's where they're going, um, the better it's gonna be. So it's gonna be a five star match, no, but it should be like the most brutal, the most violent match on the card and that's pretty much what i'm looking forward to as far as the finish uh i'm going to go with ronda too because it's uh it feels like that's the way they're leaning with her you know like you said taking those uh losses at wrestlemania and you know not her not really getting an upper hand on charlotte yet um and I can't see how, but it may be, you know, going back to the armbar. Too much attention has been put on the ankle lock now and maybe going back to the armbar. I don't know. But somehow Rhonda will figure out how to get Charlotte to say I quit. And I'm hoping it's not like my favorite match ever, which is Magnum T.A. Tully Blanchard in the original I quit match. And... If anybody hasn't seen that, need to go back and watch it because that is what an I Quit match should be. Um, still stands up today. YouTube it. It's amazing. And, you know, they set the bar and nobody's managed to cross it. Um, so I'm hoping we get something like that. But... Uh, Moving forward, I remember the uh, AEW had an I quit match, and they brought up that Tully never said I quit. What happened was the referee asked him, did he quit with the microphone in his hand, uh, pushing it up to Tully's face, and Tully was screaming yes. So he didn't say I quit, but he said yes to the answer to the question. So I'm wondering if maybe they go back to that. Um and that's what, you know, chapped me because when they were talking about the I quit match and the original match with Magnum and Tully, they said, Tully never said I quit. Uh, no, that match ended because he said yes when the referee asked him, did he quit? So I'm wondering if that's going to be the finish, going back old school to Magnum and Tully. And Charlotte can say, I didn't say I quit. And use that as her out. So I'm hoping that's not it because I, I hate that semantic 
uh, nonsense there because uh, it does kind of rain on the parade of the original. But uh, for what, however way it goes down, I think uh, Ronda is going to get the win. But that's just an extra, a little insight into how they may go with the finish. Yeah, yeah you definitely wonder. Like, I mean, because, you know, they have her saying, I've never tapped out, even though they have it on camera. So something like that could make sense to yeah. kind of play into that. And, uh, well, last up, Greg, Roman Reigns, who's been all over the news this weekend. Uh, Twitter, I think, was blowing up with the fact that, you know, he gave a little speech last night saying, I don't know when I'll be back to Trenton, New Jersey. I, I'm entering a new phase possibly soon. And it's funny because you would have thought people would have thought that Roman's like gone tonight. I'm like, he's, he's going to be around for a little bit, Greg. Like, let's ease the brakes. You know, he's going to probably do Hollywood if he goes there. They'll be back. Like, I don't, I don't think he's done yet. You know, what, will he be on maybe next year, less shows? Sure. But I still think we got a little bit of months left before Roman starts slowing the brakes on his career. But you would have thought that Twitter thought, like, you know, he's going to lose tonight and, you know, take his ball and go home or something weird like that. But this is this is almost like a house show match, I feel like. You know, like, just say, we're just going to throw the faces in the heels. You know, we didn't get any of the stipulations we wanted, Greg. I mean, this is just a, a tag team match. So... It loses its luster. And, you know, it's still going to be a strong match. I mean, you're probably going to have the faces go over just because they can keep building up. I would think Roman's not going to be pinned. I just saw the stat right now, Greg, through uh, the power of Twitter. Roman Reigns has not been pinned in 871 days. 800. <laughs> that's two, two counter years. Like, that's a, that's a pretty good run to not being pinned. So, um, I feel like one of the Usos, unfortunately, Greg, probably main event Jay, because, you know, main, for, being, for being main event Jay, he, he doesn't really win a lot, does he? In main event, <laughs> right. But um, I feel like, you know, either Orton or Red are going to pick up the win over them. You know, you'll have Drew looking strong. I think it's going to be a nice physical match. Big Ben's here. Thank you, Big Ben, for showing up. Uh, sorry, we're just finishing up, but we can go through our picks real quick for you. And you can, of course, throw in your picks, and we'll, uh, we'll throw them out there. But, um, you know, I, I still think, Greg, it's all about building up Drew until the clash at the castle. You know, I think that's where we need Drew to have the, you know, the big, shiny moment uh, at Cardiff on a UK pay-per-view for the first time since 1992, you know, just building him up, building him up there and kind of rolling with it. So, um, yeah, I, I just think, I, I, you know, this is still be a good match. It's going to make an event. There's going to be all the, it's going to, it'll be like the greatest hits, you know, all the, all the big moments will be hit, but in the, in the end, is it going to mean much? Probably not until we see, What's going to move on? You know, it sounds like they are never going to do the title unification for the tag team titles, even though that is needed. Uh, you know, and it's almost like they don't know what to do with Roman as double champion because <laughs> you know we also have the backstory Greg of Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, we kind of had him 
stepping up on Friday night saying, well, you know, I, I still want to answer the challenge of Roman. So maybe you could do that at Backlash if you want to have Drew somehow take a back seat till then, you know, fill that in until Drew, you know, I don't know what Drew does next month then, but, uh, you know, I, I think we'll still get Riddle and Orton against the Usos somehow. They'll keep teasing they're going to unify the titles, but somehow they won't, you know, but I think this is all the faces tonight. And, yeah, still think it's a good match. What about you? Yeah. I was going to say boo this match, but I won't say boo this match. I'll say boo WWE creative, boo WWE management. And for, and the reason for that is for teasing something for so long and then yanking it out from under us at the last minute. Um, this whole unified attack team uh, titles uh, bit of the bloodline bloodline storyline has been going on since right before Wrestlemania and that's when it was first teased and you go until the week before last before you change course and you take what was going to be an awesome unification match and break it up for no reason and now we have a basic six man tag I mean, the same type of six-man tag we see on Raw or SmackDown every week. And, you know, we, we see on the poster, it cards something to change, but it's it's just disappointing when, you know, this is supposed to be, like, the biggest match on the card, and then you just destroy it for no reason. Um, I know it's back behind-the-scenes things. Maybe uh, Fox had a problem with it or... You know, something with the networks and the executives and just a bunch of, you know, legalese going on that we don't get privy to. But why else would you tease it for so long and then go to as, as far as uh, putting it together in the ring and then say, ah, oh, no, never mind. We're going to have a six man. You know, way to let the air out of the room. And so that kind of takes all the shine off this card for me, where I would have been looking forward to it at a, you know, eight and a half out of 10. And now my interest level is down to a seven or, you know, between six and a half and a seven, just because of this, you know, unfair swerve. Um, I get it, it's probably politics or whatever, but. You know, it's bad party planning. You you know what you're going to do when you're writing this stuff up, you know, weeks in advance. And then to just, you know, twist it with no, with no real reason, just leaving us in the dark and expecting us to be happy with it is just wrong. Um, the way you salvage this is you make it a winner-take-all match. That way you bring the interest level back up, the stakes are high pay-per-view worthy and this is the way that i was seeing you could take the title off roman without him taking a fall um and like you i got the baby faces winning and how better to you know shift you know the titles from the bloodline over to 
you know, RK Bro and Drew, and then set the chase from the other side with the bloodline in pursuit. And it's an easy way for Roman to eventually get the title back. Um, and he loses no credibility for having taken a fall because he didn't take the fall. Um, but he somehow lost his championship being involved in this match. So they've changed things on the us at the last minute with this whole uh, six-man business. They can go ahead and add a stipulation in at the last minute. They've done it before. They've known for it. And just make this a winner-take-all match. And now our interest is back up. Now, you know, we want to watch this match. But I don't think they're going to do it. And it's just cold feet all around. And it's just is more questions than answers at this point. So uh, I, my interest level at, for this match, I still expect it to be good. Um, you know, it's pay-per-view. It's not like it's going to be a, a basic Raw match or a basic SmackDown match. It's going to have more bells and whistles on it. And it's going to be better because uh, they're going to give it, I expect, about 20, 25 minutes. But uh, my excitement level for this match is way down compared to what it could have been. So uh, in the end, I'm still taking RK Bro and Drew as a way to kind of salvage what they've destroyed and hopefully build up you know, rebuild these storylines and, um, you know, get Roman a worthy challenger and make this match with the Usos and RK Pro happen, you know, at a later date, maybe for a bigger pay-per-view, uh, Hell in a Cell or SummerSlam. Yeah. And, uh, well, here's the, the question from uh, Big Ben, and then you kind of mentioned it. So do you, do you guys think they're doing all the unification but there isn't enough talent from two brands? I think they got plenty of talent to run two brands, honestly. I think it's the idea that Fox oops, wrong way. Fox wants, you know, their their brand to be champion, have their champion, and then of course USA is like, well, we want somebody to be our brand champion. So that's why they're not doing you know, you know, obviously Roman is Roman, but I I don't know when they're gonna pull off the title of Roman. Like I said, I think maybe you could do that. That clash of the castle, maybe Roman's in two matches. You know, he has to face against somebody for the universal title and somebody for the WWE title, and that kind of puts him on that. But I think there is plenty of talent for the two brands, right? And that's why you're that's why they got the cold feet on unification of the tag team titles because Fox wanted their champions and their brand, and USA Network was like, Well, we need the same thing, so. All right, how, what do you yeah, think but about, sorry, in ahead. that case, in that case, why do a unification at all? Because, yeah. uh, you know, walking around carrying two belts is, is not what, you know, you said we were going to get. It's going to be one champion, both brands, and, you know, one belt to rule them all. It's not walking around with two, not having to defend both. You know, unify it means you are it. You are, um, there is no two brands no more. You you represent on both shows, and whoever beats you, they're going to be the new unified champion. Um, I still think they should get rid of the two belts and just make one new belt to signify the unified title. And they're just doing it all wrong. They've 
distorted the definition of what the unified championship is. If they're if he's having to defend both titles, then it's not unified. You know, to lose one of them and keep the other one, it's the same as, you know, a winner take all, and then you still have to, you know, defend both. That's not what it is. So. Well, that's why, we, and I think that's why we haven't got one title yet. I think they know that they're not they're not going to have one champion. You know, unfortunately, you know, it, it, they booked themselves into the corner, Greg, with that whole idea. It made exactly. sense, but now they're now, like you said, they're almost having to backtrack and figure out how they're going to write themselves out of it. And I don't know because right now, you know, Drew's about the only guy that makes sense to go for the title. Nakamura, I mean, Nakamura is Nakamura. Sure, you'll get a great match out of it, but do we think he's anywhere near taking that title off Roman? No, and I don't know if there's any other names, Greg, right now. You know, that's what that was also mentioned last night in all this uh, hubbub about, you know, Roman saying this stuff. Like, who's going to be the next top guy? Because everybody that you are probably going to mention is, what, 35 and older, I bet. You know, we could throw out Braun, we could throw out Carmelo, but they're still, you know, a couple years away from right. having the household name power and having the overall power. You know, like right now, Let's just say, Greg, if you if Roman is gone, current active members, who is your next name that you want to hear Graham? Well, um, I'm definitely going to wait a year mm-hmm. for sure. But the names that come to mind are Braun and Gable Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, we know his credentials. We know how amazing he is as an amateur wrestler. And from everything we're hearing, he's taken to the professional style, like a fish to water. That being said, it's still going to take some time and some seasoning to get him camera ready, get him uh, main roster ready and build him to that larger than life status that he's going to need to beat Roman Reigns and have us buy it. Um, You know, he needs to have that it. He needs to be able to show that it in his matches. And he's going to need more competition than just um, Mr. Shush. Uh, he's going to need some big-time matches some to, you know, build up his street cred. And he hasn't even had an XT match yet. So um, he definitely needs a year to get out there and do it, let us see it, and then... You know, the night after WrestleMania, when he comes out after, uh, you know, as the next man up for Roman, you know, then we have that moment of, ooh, here we go. And, you know, we're bringing our wrists, getting ready to see, a, you know, see something that we haven't seen before. And, you know, he can be the next big thing. Braun can be the next big thing. Um, those are, the, like, our two best options right now as far as guys who – hit the mark as far as uh, age-wise, their ability, and having that star power, that it factor. Uh, Braun and Gable, for sure. And I'll I'll throw Carmelo in there, too, because he has that look, he has that swagger to him, and people will buy him, for sure. So, um, do I see him beating Roman? Possibly, not, not as 
likely as Braun and Gable, but you could make you could make that happen. You know, another year of great matches. You know, he progresses as a wrestler and you know shows he has that ability. You know, is definitely possible. So um, those are the are the three that I see too as being the potential next man to carry the carry the flag after Roman, you know, steps down to part time or, you know, runs off to Hollywood. Uh, here's an interesting comment from Big Ben. Uh, Gable Stevenson, the, the Goldberg wrote, I think, you know, like you brought up Ronda Rousey, I think him winning matches in like a quick manner would really be something. And I do wonder if we're going to, I kind of wonder if they might, they're obviously going to push him to the moon, right? Like he's yeah. going to be shoved down our throats. To use a term that a lot of the you know internet fans love to use, just a few years ago, and you wonder if it'll be like the Kurt Angle where you just go undefeated. Uh, I I don't know if he has the Goldberg look, you know that physique of Goldberg. So I think he has to kind of look like you know he's gonna win by submission more than just domination. But and also Big Ben brought up Drew, and I that's where I go back. You know if we're Let's just say tomorrow night, Roman's like, hey, I'm out. I would probably push Drew. And I I struggle, though, because I don't know if Drew McIntyre has that crossover. Like, if I'm going to, you know, talk to a person who doesn't watch wrestling at all, they might know Roman Reigns if I say, oh, he's The Rock's cousin. You know, they might, they can kind of put, but if I say Drew McIntyre, they're going to be like, who? You know, they're... And that's kind of tough. Like, there's nobody, you know, right now that I think a, you know, a person off the street could name, you know, other than, you know, like if you say WWE, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you mean Hulk Hogan and The Rock and Stone Cold and John Cena? I mean, I don't know if many, you know, as as much we love Roman, as much as the internet loves Roman, Greg, I don't know if Roman Reigns still has hit that crossover do you think he has? Um, he's closer than anybody else. But, like Batista. Right. He He's close. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. Um, he's the closest as anybody has been. Uh, but it's an interesting question. If, if Roman decided to walk away a month from now, you know, at, at hell in a cell, who, who becomes next man up? And like I said, with uh, Braun and uh, Gable still being a year away at least before they're ready, um, somebody right now, absolutely, I, I can see Drew being that guy. He hasn't had his moment in front of the fans, uh, winning the title and going on a, a championship run with fans in attendance. So he would be the odds-on favorite. favorite Maybe Kobe. But that's that's another thing I was thinking was Cody. Now that time would be perfect for him, um, you know, he would catapult him to the moon by being the man that beats Roman. Um, at Dark Horse, I think you mentioned at on our year-end show uh, last year uh, a name that we don't expect, like Montez Ford. Um, he would be a great story. And I think Bianca have that chance to cross over. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you saw it. They were 
uh, interviewed at the Kentucky Derby yesterday. And as you can imagine, they were both, um, you know, fashion forward and looking fantastic um, in this gear that Bianca created from scratch. And they look like a million bucks. I know, right? Absolutely. Like she was even up, I think she said she was up last year to like one or two, bedazzling, you know, or putting gems on her gear. Like that just, you know, that just, but I think they're the closest, you know, maybe Seth and Becky, you know, could could they Mm -hmm. kind of do that crossover, you know, like the Miz and Maurice. Right. Um, You know, maybe Seth and Becky, uh, but, you know, I, I think Cody is, um, great. Our big Ben mentioned uh, Lashley. You know, I, I think Lashley could cross over a little bit. I think he could do ESPN spots for Egg and show up at, you know, NASCAR or NFL games or, you know, basketball games and kind of carry the WWE brand. I don't I don't know if he wants to. I think Lashley, you know, kind of. But I, I do think Drew is like, you know, give me the ball and let me run with it. You know, let me show up at you know, the college football championship, or let me show up at the Daytona 500. I mean, I know I'm going to be a homer here, Greg, but I'm surprised that, you know, WWE doesn't hook up with the Indianapolis 500 that has 250,000 people in the stands, you know, get get a couple WWE superstars there. I mean, yeah. you know, wrestling and redneck wrestling, I mean, what more, right. what more could you want? But, um, you know, I know they, they sometimes have a little way back in the day. I remember we, we had a couple of NASCAR like paint schemes, I think, for uh, WCW or WWF at the time. So, you know, I'm surprised we don't try to see a little alliance with, and that could almost help the IndyCar series, you know, getting some WWE eyes on there. So uh, there's mm-hmm. plenty of, you know, chances. But like we said, until Roman, you know, shows up on red carpets, like, uh, you know, for the Oscars or something, you know, the Emmys or, you know, wherever. I, if I went tomorrow and went to my school, Greg, and asked, you know, regular old people, hey, you know who Roman Reigns is? They're going to say, no. <laughs> you know, I'd have to say, oh, he's a Rock's cousin. But, oh, you know, like, that's cool. They won't know who he is. I mean, unfortunately, um, right now. But now next year, or in, in two or three years, who knows? You know, does Roman make that crossover and it work? I don't know. That's, that's what I'm curious, too. You know, like we said, with the whole inspiration, iconics, like them trying to break in the acting career. I, I'll i be curious to see if Roman will do it. Uh, you know, the, does, does he have the, you know, Jason Momoa kind of has the, the wet hair look on lockdown, Greg, so can, does Roman, need to, <laughs> you know, cut up that, cut up those long locks, shave it, you know, have a little more clean cut look and, you know, go that route. But uh, I will be curious to see if Roma could go that route as far as it goes. But uh, yeah, it'd be, it, we're still, like you said, I still think we're a year, year and a half away from it. I, you know, it's Roman is not walking away tomorrow unless there's some sort of, you know, movie, movie picture deal worth <laughs> what, millions upon millions of dollars, like maybe some three-part, you know, Marvel series that's like, hey, we need you. But Roman is not walking out that 
But you would have thought, Greg, last night when when people saw that speech on Twitter, you would have thought that Roman is going to walk out the door like tomorrow, which is not happening. So, um, yeah. Well, that's all I got, Greg. Uh, unfortunately, your your sons uh, took the L there. Two to yep, two. Yeah, they did. Are you, are you still calling the sons to win? Uh, absolutely. There you, go. you know, it's it's not it. What do you say? It's not a series until the home team loses. So both sides did what they were supposed to do. The Suns won their two in Phoenix. Dallas won their two in Dallas. And now it's going to go back to Phoenix for the final three games. And we're going to see the Phoenix Suns close this thing out. So I thought they do the two, two, and three, you know, three. Right. So, and that's the way it's going to be because the Suns have the first or uh, home field, home court. For the entirety of the playoffs as long as they play so um you know nothing to worry about they're going to go back home to phoenix and they're going to blow the doors off the mavericks in the next two games so you heard it here first it's going to happen book it i am um, worried about my memphis Grizzlies after getting blown out last night yeah and Morant uh, getting hurt and Morant getting getting his knee pulled <laughs> we should say from the looks of the replay of that uh what's up with the map are the warriors have been a little little dirtier plays than usual i didn't you know i know they've always had they've always had borderline players like that like bogut uh zasha you know had a couple i mean draymond he might as well be the john stockton of today where you know he he pulls those <laughs> plays and then it's like he's the victim prior though Greg. he pulls them and it's like no i didn't you know He's like the, the denier of any dirty play. And yeah. I mean, all it takes is a replay to show that he's dirty. Like, he's like new school Rodman. Yes. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, he'll lay a little into it, but uh, the, the Warriors are up 2-1 there, one by 20-something, I think, last night. So, And then, uh, yeah, I think we got everybody else up 2-1. So, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, too, for AEW, kind of see what they'll head into uh, Double or Nothing. We'll, uh, we'll get caught back on that next week. Uh, Double or Nothing is the last Sunday of this month, Greg, so we'll have that to look forward to with CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page, and then Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, which will be a, probably a technical, you know, master, masterpiece right there. So, sure. uh, good time to be a wrestling fan right now, but... Appreciate everybody watching. Back next week at 6 p.m. Kind of getting caught up on, you know, what happened this week, what happens, you know, in AEW-wise. And uh, we'll get you guys next week with our full-out show of shows with everything caught up. So thank you, as always, Big Pen, Big Ben being in the chat. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you guys next week. Peace.